This is me, Toku, and everyone we know, a podcast about friends watching Japanese science fiction and fantasy media from Azekaiser to Zerum. I'm Kyle. I'm Meg. Meg, the holiday spirit has escaped. Bring me two holiday specials with attitude. What the fuck did we just watch? Ay, 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 Kyle. We watched Alpha's Magical Christmas, and I'm dreaming of a white uh, ranger. Oh, why did we do this for ourselves? Because it's the holidays and Quincy is busy. So my darling wife decided to step in and assist getting something up on the feed for us. And I love Power Rangers. You really, really do. And that's, you know, it's Toku adjacent. It's so Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, just for the one or two people in the audience that have never heard of this show. What is it, Meg? Um, so... Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I can't tell you any of the history of how it got to America, but I can tell you what happened when it got to America. Go for it. You've got uh, five or six teenagers with attitude, and that is specifically the criteria that their boss sets up. So anyways, you've got this alien who lives in a tube, and he's got a pet robot who's a pervert. So the alien who lives in the tube says to the pervert robot, I need five teenagers with bad attitudes. So the pervert robot's like, I know what to do. And so he abducts five teenagers who are best friends and also know karate from a local high school. However, these five teenagers don't have bad attitudes. They have pretty good attitudes, all things considered. Yeah, they're really like youth group leaders and yeah. help underprivileged children learn karate. It's a strange premise. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'll help you with your science project. And then afterwards, they uh, fight monsters mm-hmm. um, because the monsters are sent uh, from the moon by a woman who was wrongfully imprisoned and seems to just be seeking <laughs> reparations. <laughs> Um, so her name is Rita Repulsa. She was wrongfully imprisoned in a dumpster on the moon. She has escaped. She has, uh, formed an organization with some like-minded individuals named Goldar and a guy who is an inventor, but also kind of a monkey. He wears glasses. Um, and they send monsters to earth and then... The adult who lives in the tube, named Zordon, and his pervert robot named Alpha, send uh, the children they abducted from the high school to go fight the monsters. But the children have to hide their identities while they do this. Also, the children have weapons of mass destruction. (laughs) That's pretty apt. So, the first season of Power Rangers is adapted from a tokusatsu series by uh, Toei called... um, I believe it's Dinosaur Team Zoo Ranger. That sounds awesome. It it is it's effectively the same premise except instead of teenagers they are cavemen ninjas. Oh, that's cool. That have become unstuck in time. It's a whole to do. Um and yeah, uh Haim Saban is the producer of Power Rangers. He ran a basically a background music production company in the 80s and 90s and did a lot of dubbing and insert music and bgm for various anime throughout the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. so he had some contacts at toei and bought the the footage for zoo ranger edited out every single person that was not white so 75 percent of the cast i don't like that and reshot all the non-costume scenes with american actors or canadian actors 
because he thought it would play better in the U.S. instead of just dubbing it the way that, like, Ultraman had been dubbed or the way that, like, um, Kick Hydra had been dubbed in the 70s. Uh-huh. Um, to varying degrees of um, closeness and adherence to the source material. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a point where they run out of footage because to hit that magical 100-episode syndication, they had to combine, like, three seasons of Sentai plus a few. Uh-huh. So they start shooting original footage where you get new mo- new bad guys like that skinless fellow Lord Zed. Yeah, he can get it. Does not exist in Japan. I like him. Um, and a few other villains that are from different shows. They just bought the costumes and shot some interstitial sequences with them. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I I do think it's worth noting weirdly that you told me last night it was sometime between like the Ninja and the Zero season, Zio seasons of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. That they ran out of original Japanese footage and started, like, actually filming it using, like, American actors or at least modern actors. Because it seems like yeah. the Japanese footage from the first few seasons of Power Rangers was, like, very dated. And it looked mm-hmm. old and it felt old. Yeah. So, weirdly, those seasons where there's less original source material are the seasons that I liked better. <laughs> Until you get to Turbo, at which point I said... No more. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, the moment Lord Zed shows up and the moment that Rita stops being recycled footage of Bandora from Zoo Ranger and they cast a uh, Latina actress as the replacement is the moment you get new footage. Yeah. Um, a, a huge chunk of seasons two and three are new footage because they didn't want to update the Power Ranger costumes to match the second and third shows they were adapting. Sure. (laughs) So they borrowed the monsters and robots from those shows, but kept the season one costumes on the actors, except for the White Ranger. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're in a weird production hole on these two Christmas specials. Um, We're going to start with Alpha's Magical Christmas. That was the earlier one from 1994. Oh, man. Um, We'll get the hard one out of the way first, my love. Oh, my God. That one was rough, Kyle. (laughs) So... This was originally a VHS available only to members of the Power Rangers fan club. Those poor bastards. It was shot and produced across multiple seasons of the series, as far as I can tell. Because it was dropped in 94. Power Rangers starts at what, 92, 93, I want to say? I want to say it didn't start until like 94. I really... I... (sighs) It, It was released... At the tail end of the second season, October of 1994. Yeah, I just don't understand the genesis of this thing or, like, what it's for. Well, what it's for is to give their annoying robot friend a happy Christmas. God, it sucked. It was so bad. It was upsetting. (laughs) Everything, it, it had the most menacing vibes. Like, the entire time, I was like, somebody call the police! Alpha has stolen a bunch of children again! <laughs> so yeah, we uh we open with Alpha 5, the Power Rangers bumbling robot sidekick, who again is all original American footage. That costume, that character, there's no analog to it at all there... in the Japanese wait, version. Wait, wait, wait. That's that was like for American audiences. That was it for American audiences. Like the in... <laughs> So the concept of Alpha just feels like something got lost in translation translation. So you telling me that that was an original creation of like some weird Hollywood kids execs like doing some pixie sticks and cocaine and going, give me a pervert robot. Yeah. Like that was, 
that was Amer. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. so that really kind of amps up the menacing vibes. Honestly, yeah. the command center set, um, the exterior shots of that library that they also use in that episode of Star mm-hmm. Trek, mm-hmm. Zordon's head in a tube, Alpha. Mm-hmm. That's all original to the U.S. See, I knew the external shots of the library were U.S. because. I like mm-hmm. architecture, and I know where that <laughs> library is. No big deal. Um, but I I did not realize... I mean, it would make sense because Alpha sees the teenagers with, like, their actual faces, and they're not, like, CGI'd in or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. I don't know. I just felt like the concept of Alpha and Zordon were definitely, like, just something that got lost in translation but had to be included to you know live up to the spirit <laughs> of the original or something yeah no the head of the tube doesn't exist it's uh their mentor in the japanese version is just a wizard that lives in like a temple and he interacts with the cast of rangers in their non-costume identity so much that they had to cut him out because they cut out all the japanese actors and so instead of having a wizard in a temple they're like Yo, man, it's the 90s. Put a head in a tube. Let's do this. Let's go get a pervert robot. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Exactly. It was thought to be more toyetic. I mean. Their toyetic Jar Jar Binks robot is alone in the command center, which is a black box theater with some uh, stereo mixing equipment, Mm -hmm. like some sound booth equipment strewn about and a couple of flashing lights. And he's trying to put up Christmas decorations because he knows that if he puts up enough Christmas decorations, Santa Claus will come. And the Power Rangers are currently helping Santa Claus deliver presents, apparently. That is in their mission statement somehow. Hey, Zordon, give him a fucking day off. They don't have monsters (laughs) to fight today. And we cut to a little viewing screen montage of the Power Rangers putting presents into a sleigh. Which is where we get our first continuity problem because it's the wrong set of Power Rangers. Yes. And then some more Power Rangers are like standing behind them at one point. Yeah. There's like seven or eight Power Rangers showing up when there's only five at this time of production. And my best guess is this was, again, filmed during that weird hole of we ran out of footage. And also the part where we knew that three of the original cast members were quitting or getting fired. Well, one of them yeah. had died. Two of them are quitting. Yeah. Man, Tui Twang in that car wreck was very sad. That that sucks, because she was very, very good. She was. I remember that made the rounds at my school of just like, oh shit, the Yellow Ranger died. Yeah. That was news, and that was wild. So, let me let me float something towards you. Mm-hmm. So, Alpha 5 is replaced, spoiler alert, on Power Rangers, Alpha 5 is replaced with Alpha 6 mm-hmm. when Power Rangers Turbo is like, I guess, halfway through or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Alpha 5 needs to go with Zordon back to planet Eltar. I posit that Alpha 5 did not survive the journey. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay. And that this is like Alpha's beautiful dying robot fantasy as he is slowly losing power in the vacuum of space. He has been driven mad by loneliness. Zordon is long gone. And as Alpha's lights dim, his battery runs its final subroutine, happy.exe. <laughs> and that is how we explain, number one, the fact that the feds didn't fucking raid the entire thing. Um, 
Two, the like weirdly wistful goodbye as he shoves a bunch of kids into a smoky void. <laughs> and um, just like kind of the tone of the whole thing and the continuity problems. Like, yeah, this is Alpha's perfect memory, perfect fantasy. All of his friends are still there. He apparently didn't like Trini that much in the first place. <laughs> God. So, yeah, um, the overall plot of this bizarre 20-minute VHS tape is that... Also, this is like 25, 28 minutes. It felt like hours of my yeah, life Yeah, it took a year off my life watching it. I couldn't <laughs> tell you how long it was, but I can tell you that I am now approximately 55, 60 years old after having watched it. The plot is that... Because Alpha's lonely at Christmas, Zordon has made special arrangements to have friends brought to him, and then just teleports a bunch of random eight-year-olds out of their homes into this secret lair. Hey, Alpha, why are all your friends eight? <laughs> Where Alpha uses his magical robot powers, question mark, to create a magical Christmas celebration. Um... At some point, Alpha eats a bunch of Christmas cookies without a mouth. I still don't understand that nonsense. I hated it. And the choir of children singing are just singing like a bunch of eight-year-olds that are not trained in any possible way. I think it may have just been the production staff's kids. Yeah, and that was something I saw kind of across both of the Christmas episodes was like, I'm pretty sure these aren't actors. No. I hope not, at least, that, like, this was not a kid being like, well, it's show business, what are you going to do? And then, like, <laughs> lighting up a Marlboro on their way back to the trailer. No one in either in any of these shows is an actor or a musician except for uh, Amy Jo Johnson. Let's be honest for ourselves. <laughs> I think David Yost did the best he could with what he had. David Yost delivers the saddest message I've ever heard at the end of this Christmas special. My heart broke. So David Yost is currently at least an out gay actor. At the time, he was tried to come out. Yeah, he was. And was was kind of forced back into the closet by his castmates. Seriously bullied by the cast and the production crew of Power Rangers. Um, they apparently, from what I have heard and read, made it a just absolutely miserable experience. He, you know, suffered greatly just during the production of this show. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. That's awful. Like, hey, Tommy, do better. Yeah. So David Yost, as Billy the Blue Ranger, at the end of the episode, when they're giving their holiday, you know, their holiday wishes, he says that I wish you have a world where you can grow up to be exactly how you are supposed to be or something to that effect. Yeah. And I'm just like, God. Yeah, everybody else was like, I hope you have a wonderful year. I hope you have like all the joy. And he was like, I hope you get to be who you're supposed to be. I'm just like, God <laughs> oh, damn. God, Billy, um, I just want to give, I don't know, he was probably like 25 at the time, but still <laughs> like he's young and like vulnerable i just oh i want to give him a hug mm-hmm. yeah yeah that fucking special took us places it is... most of them menacing and voids full yeah. of smoke machines but also so, some emotional places like he he teleports a group of children in and you're like oh alpha bad look four kids nah man go send them back go get grown-ups or something and then he teleports in like four more kids. And I'm like, whoa, Alpha, that's an awful lot of kids, buddy. You sure about that? 
And then he teleports in like more and more children. And you're like, yo, somebody call the cops. This pervert robot's got a lot of kids and he's singing at them. <laughs> um, like the most dirgy, menacing way. Yeah, yeah. So he assembles all the children. Is this before or after Zordon gives him a Christmas tree? This is after. Okay, because like you see the establishing shot. The command center looks pretty Christmassy as far yeah. as command centers go. And then Alpha's like, ay, 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 I love Christmas. And Zordon's like, I got you, fam. And he <laughs> makes a Christmas tree appear where there was already a Christmas tree. And Alpha's like, that's fucking perfect. But you know what would help? Miners. <laughs> <laughs> miners. And then he gives the miners presents, but the presents don't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And it's like some of the kids got like awesome presents and some of them were like, oh, Globe. Yeah, cool. there's like a 10-year-old on one of those bouncy rocking horses for some reason that are for tiny children. Yeah, and then like one kid gets a bike, one kid gets like the teddy bear that you can sleep on, and the other kid gets like a teddy bear. And then there's like the kid that has a single adult-sized rollerblade, which I think is my favorite. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this alpha? It's just this one kid just holding this giant rollerblade the size of their torso, like turning it over like, yay. Like, you know who would like this alpha? My fucking dad. I miss him. Take me home. <laughs> so alpha assembles the children. They sing some songs because alpha makes them sing some songs. Props the alpha voice actress for staying in character during every single mm -hmm. song. She did sing all of the songs as alpha. And, you know, I feel like there was like a real missed opportunity to turn like fa la 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 into like ay 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 Because that's what alpha they, says is ay ay ay. They throw a couple of ay ay ay's in there, but never where you expect. No, it's like, here we go, a wassailing ay 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 um, so they sing the songs and then Alpha gives them all presents and they all kind of play with the presents and the presents disappear. And then they decorate Christmas cookies mm -hmm. and then Alpha eats one of the Christmas cookies, wipes, I guess, where the bodysuit actor thought the mouth would be. Which is around the eyeball area. Yeah. And, and then... Is like, okay, I guess we got to send these kids home, huh? So keep in mind, Alpha and Zordon teleported the children in. Mm -hmm. The children teleported from who knows where. Yeah, so all Alpha of the world. opens a door and it's like a white chamber with white smoke pouring out of it. And like one by one is like, bye kids, bye, bye, as the children disappear into the fucking smoke. He calls one of them by name, but only one of them. He's like, bye, Steven. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye. bye Steven. I'll eat you first. <laughs> it's so menacing. It, it's fucking chilling. Like, I feel like if there was just like a tension rift, ha rift happening in the background, it would be like, oh, my God. This is a documentary <laughs> about how those 20 kids died. <laughs> And then the three Power Rangers mentioned earlier show up. It's the uh, it's Amy Jo Johnson as Kimberly the Pink Ranger, David Yass as Billy the Blue Ranger, and I don't know douchebag McPonytail as See, Tommy the Green like, Ranger. I don't know for sure that that dude sucks. I just have he seems like he should suck. Here, hold on, I'm gonna Google it. Does the guy who played Tommy on the Power Rangers suck? 
stand by. You you keep on podcasting. I'm googling whether the guy that played Tommy sucks. <laughs> okay. Um and Tommy is wearing the season one Green Major costume, even though this was released during season two, where he has a different costume. Again, my best guess is that the new segments for this were shot during production of the like second half of season one when they knew half their cast was going to be gone the next season, but hadn't replaced them yet. Then they shoot weird fill-ins later of the three replacement Rangers on a TV screen, wishing everyone a happy Christmas while they're wearing their ninja costumes. And they offhandly mention that the three Rangers that are not in this episode are at the world peace conference for some reason, whatever that is supposed to be. Um, and that is to cover the fact that, the folks playing Zach and Jason had quit and the girl that played uh, Trina, the yellow ranger had been tragically killed in a driving incident. Hey, yeah. I found David, David, what Jason, David, Frank. Hey man, a lot of first names. You got a last one. <laughs> I found his Twitter. Okay. It's fucking grim. Is he just still riding that green ranger money? Oh yeah. So he, and he's like, Entering sweepstakes. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, how the mighty ranger has fallen. Oh, I think he's still a power ranger, but like this is this is some like grim Gen Xer twittering happening here. Like Meg, the dragon coin giveth and the dragon coin taketh away. Alright, let's take a look at this dude's website. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> I am uh totally Oh, oh, sorry. It's playing music. I, I found this website. I'm totally derailing your podcast. It's playing because... music like a GeoCities page in 1997. Yeah, because I'm trying to figure out what his deal is. Other than his, you know, Christian karate tapes line of Christian karate called Jesus Didn't Tap. <laughs> yo, yo, I thought you knew, my dude. I, I didn't know it was knew. called that. Yeah, Jesus Didn't Tap. So I went to his website, which is just trainmejdf.com, and it's got this auto-playing video of his karate studio. There's a lot of Power Rangers shit in this in this dojo. All right, so how did Train Me JDF start? Inspired by his first virtual training student, whom he trained via Skype, Hashi Jave. Jason David Frank decided to launch Train Me JDF in honor and memory of this student, who unfortunately is not with us anymore. Oh my god! After being frequently asked by fans all around the world to train them, Hanshi Frank has taken the initiative to reach out to students all over the world and through this program. Quote, I love karate so much, I've been doing it my whole entire life. Rising Sun Karate is the name of my dojo, and in it we will be learning from the martial art form I founded, Tosu Kunido. I was inspired by the fans to get something started, since people ask me all the time. I am going to start the first online training course. Okay, so he created a Skype dojo, which in 2020 is not a bad idea. That fucking rules, if I'm being honest. But also, he invented a Power Rangers-based karate style. Based on the Power Rangers fight choreography. Green Ranger Kata. Oh! Hell yeah! Hang on, Kyle. Uh, I know what our next bonus episode's going to be. We're going to hurt ourselves trying to learn the Green Ranger Kata. And then I'm going to learn Shudo Chop, and I am going to protect children from Alpha 5. 
All right. On that note, let's uh, put a pin in Alpha's Magical Christmas special because I don't want to talk about it anymore. I want to put a fucking knife in Alpha's Magical Christmas episode. <laughs> At least I didn't actually buy a VHS. Someone was kind enough to dump that sucker on YouTube for us. Hell yeah. Thank you. I am a strong proponent of buying, renting, purchasing, whatever media we talk on this show. Get a hold of it legally, please, because piracy hurts everyone. But also, don't pay money at Goodwill for Alpha's Magical Christmas. Just let it go. Let it pass you by. (laughs) Shit's on YouTube. It's fine. Yeah, you're not losing any quality, I promise. Also, the Power Rangers don't do any Power Ranger shit in that show. Which is why I ask, what is this for? Like, who... What are you doing with this tape, y'all? Like, hey, parents, are you just, like, putting that on while you're, like, please, kids, go to sleep? Like, you give your kids a bunch of Benadryl and then put on, like, Alpha's Magical Christmas? Is that what that is for? Yes, actually. Oh, my God. The tape received widespread criticism from the Power Rangers fan club, but the actor that plays Alpha defended it as a smart marketing move. Not a smart production move, not a smart thing to actually put out into the world for fans to enjoy not a watchable or listenable no. piece of media just like a good, good marketing, marketing move good marketing much like the star wars holiday special which was invented just to keep people thinking about star wars between movies mm-hmm. this was made to keep people thinking about power rangers between seasons remind them that hey it's christmas time in a few months it came out in october by the way so this okay. is gonna be christmas in two months ask for a megazord and also like with this tape you could have this playing at a video rental store, mm-hmm. at a kiosk, at a store, in a, you know, like, child care center. There's no violence. Nobody gets punched or kicked or shoved or chopped yeah. or anything. There's no overt on-screen violence. There is certainly some pretty heavy implications about what happens <laughs> between Alpha and those children. Um, but surface level when you're just like walking by you're never gonna see three seconds of anything objectionable because it's just like an alpha like a robot singing with some kids Mm -hmm. oh gosh so let's talk about our second christmas special this is from uh 1996 Uh uh-huh so nice 1995 depending on how you count this was released we're talking about i'm dreaming of a white ranger this was released on vhs Uh uh-huh uh, direct to video in 1995 uh-huh. and aired on television in 1996 as part of the syndication package. Sure. The VHS version, which I do not have a copy of, unfortunately, we had the Netflix version, which is the syndicated version. The VHS version is longer. It includes an extended riff on the night before Christmas poem during the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, which I have not, I do not have a transcript of that. It also has a weird, like, video phone call from the replacement Pink Ranger wishing the Power Rangers a happy holiday. Because, spoiler alert, halfway through season three of Power Rangers, Amy Jo Johnson decides to go and make Felicity. She was going to leave the show, so they have Cat or Catherine, the second Pink Ranger that's going to show up eventually. The Australian one, The Australian Ranger, yeah. So she sends a video message from Australia wishing everybody a happy holiday and tells them that she'll be in Angel Grove soon. That gets cut out of the syndication package because it's it's nonsense and pointless. Yeah. (laughs) So just to tighten it up to that lean 23 minutes. And this is also one of those ones shot in the the production hole between running out of footage of Japanese monsters and having to roll your own. Um, so there are no, there's no Japanese footage in this episode. Yeah. There's no new original monster in this episode because they didn't have a monster costume from the Japanese production team yet. There's no, well, 
well, I guess Rito Revolto is. You ever notice how Rito Revolto looks like he should be like a decal on the back of a pickup truck? He's a he looks like a combination of a aliens colonial marine and a football player that's also a skeleton. Yeah, so he's a skeleton and he's like half dip dyed in camo, like army like nineties army camo. Yeah. And he's wearing like a helmet and he's got weird extra ribs that form like a backpack or something and the back of the helmet also has a skull shape on it yeah and he is rita repulsa's brother but that would be like if my sister's name was like mog (laughs) (laughs) and also he has a sword but he doesn't do any sword stuff with it because they never do anything practices None of the monsters who have swords ever use them as swords. They'll, like, smack stuff with the broadside of the sword. They will... They never even try, like, poking with it. They'll occasionally try and block with it, but mostly they just, like, kind of flail it around of, like, oh, you know this one's dangerous. He's got a sword. (laughs) Yeah. So the plot of I'm Dreaming of a White Ranger... Ugh. (laughs) It's that... The uh, the Power Rangers in their guise as regular old teenagers are leading a children's with pageant. Attitude. Yeah, teenagers of attitude, good attitudes, <laughs> are leading a children's pageant at the local youth center, juice bar. I'm not really yes. sure what Accurate. that place is. It's a youth center slash juice bar slash dojo. And it's Only in L.A. Lockers. <laughs> Only in Angel Grove. Yes. I was never clear going if that was part of their school or a place they went to. I think it was like a community center that they hung out at after school. Okay. It's a weird space whose layout does not make any sense, but that Mm. is a whole different episode. So they're leading a children's pageant that consists of, as far as I can tell, a bunch of kids singing two songs. In that way, selling kids all sing together, which is creepy, inherently. (laughs) Well... Amy Jo Johnson plays actual guitar. Yeah. Because, again, out of all the Power Rangers, she's the one that can actually do a music. Pretty good, actually. She's not bad. And uh, they get an emergency alert that something is wrong at the North Pole. Because, again, Santa Claus exists in the Power Rangers universe. This is unquestioned. In Just a sidebar, in most television programs for tweens and teens which power rangers aimed at what like the 8 to 12 set we'll say yeah usually the reveal that santa claus exists is a moment of like excitement and glee and and like amazement it's just taken as red in the power rangers universe yeah so i would like to point out that i think rita and lord zed have a begrudging professional respect for santa claus okay because they weren't like let's go fuck up santa claus they were like let's get santa's elves to create this toy that will do something nefarious yeah it's a spinning top that brainwashes children supposedly we never see that actually happen it's just a thing they say will happen also like that's what ivan ooze does in the movie does it? I've actually never seen the movie. We'll have to get to what that. What the fuck? Kyle! Stop the podcast! Stop the podcast! Everybody stop the podcast! Kyle? What? Kyle. What? 
How the fuck have you not seen the Power Rangers movie? Just never got it's around so to it. It's so fucking good. Kyle, oh my god, we have to watch Power Rangers movie. Kyle, stop the podcast. <laughs> we have to watch the Power Rangers movie. You know what? Continue the podcast. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. We'll too. watch it this weekend. Yay! Merry <laughs> Christmas. We're watching Power Rangers. I got it on tape, my dude. <laughs> um... So yeah, they, the villains are going to go to the North Pole, tie up Santa Claus in holiday decorations, and force the elves, which are played by a mixture of you know smaller people and children, to make evil toys. Solid Christmas movie, you know, solid Christmas special premise, all things considered. Because no one could afford the Power Rangers costumes for this season, or for this moment of production, the Power Rangers are sent to the North Pole without being able to actually turn into cool superheroes, which means they cannot do a fight because they do not have superpowers. So they, I don't even really understand how they resolved the conflict in this one. I've watched it. The elves did it. Like the Power Rangers didn't do anything. The Power Rangers like tricked the monsters into going outside that's right. Yeah, they, they. But I don't understand why that was a thing either. They were like, "Well, these guys' powers won't work outside the workshop," so the elves like tied up Goldar and put like some marbles on the floor. Like the elves really kind of like pulled their fucking weight. Like the Power Rangers didn't do much. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, I'm gonna kind of go off Ranger Wiki here for a second because this one kind of rolled off of me. So the Power Rangers sent to North Pole in their teenage guises. They cannot Mighty Morph into Mighty Morphing Power Rangers due to a combination of the North Pole's special properties and a crosswind of holiday magic. Mm. Yeah, and that'll do it. They every theorize time. that perhaps the monsters' special powers, which as far as I can tell is just being monsters. Make these toys, elves. Yeah, will not work in the North Pole. So they draw out one of the monsters... And say, hey, we're the Power Rangers, come and kill us. Yeah. And he cannot fire his laser sword. Which, again, is just a, a stick, basically, made out of a bone. Might as well fucking be. He never chops anything with it. But then the other monster with an actual fucking metal sword comes out and also does not do a metal sword stab. They throw snowballs at them. They trick them outside and then they're like, ha, here we go. And they throw snowballs at these two actual space monsters a dragon man that is a cyborg and an undead football playing soldier and they're like oh fuck snowballs shit (laughs) fucking Raina, come get us so they the monsters go back inside the workshop where the elves trip them with a ribbon and some marbles and tie them up with tin so they home alone these two monsters in like 30 seconds and then they send them back to Rita and Lord Zed, hey, send them to jail. Yeah, send them to somewhere that is not their boss. Yeah, don't send them back home. Be like, huh, better luck next time, idiots. No, send them to the fucking jail. Like, they belong in prison. They're criminals. They're terrorists. Send them to the part of the moon without an atmosphere. Anything other than just back to their evil magic castle. Yeah. Then they also send the mind control toys back to the evil magic castle. Yeah, like your boss. Tell your boss I'm very disappointed. What? No. (laughs) Hey, Zordon, what's your game, friend? 
Like, first of all, you need... Your Power Rangers have to be underaged for some reason. Like, send me teenagers with attitudes. But not real attitudes like Bulk and Skull. You know what? Send me gullible children who know karate. So they get their gullible karate children. (laughs) But, like, as soon as they get too old, they have to stop being... You know, children with weapons of mass destruction. He needs new children of wep- with weapons of mass. Like, except for Tommy, who's except will for do Tommy, this until he dies. Eternal. The Green Ranger Kata knows no bounds. Um, but like, <sighs> hey Zordon, friend, what's your what's your game? What's your play here? Because like, you've got weapons of mass destruction. You definitely know how to get to outer space. That's just two people on the moon, man. Go. Go get them. Maybe don't send literal children. Maybe get, like, I don't know, like, actual soldiers. Or people who don't know a child's worth of karate. <laughs> get just a thought. Better karate men. Just better, better karate Better karate men. folk. <laughs> yeah, better karate people. Better something. And also, Zordon does the same thing over... Like, how many seasons of Power Rangers have there been? And, like, it's always the same thing. Like, get some children. Mm -hmm. Not too young, but not too old. You know the age I want. (laughs) Wink! And then the robot does it. And so he brainwashes the children into joining his army. He gives them weapons of mass destruction and tells them to, like, keep having these, like, Mostly ceremonial battles that tend to just wipe out entire city blocks and then, like, good job, Rangers, go back to biology class. And then, like, next week it's like, oh, no, it's a fucking clock monster? (laughs) All right, Rangers, go get, like, your nuclear-powered tank monsters that are shaped like dragons and go knock down this giant clock monster. Oh no, you took out three banks in a hotel. Well, good job, Rangers. I hope we all learned a valuable lesson about friendship or some shit. Like, but it's over and over and over again. Like you keep trying the same thing year after year. Go get more karate children. Give them weapons. Cool. Go get more karate ch- children. Give them weapons. Like, hey, Zordon, blood is on your hands. <laughs> How old are the Power Rangers by the time we get to I'm Dreaming of a White Ranger? Probably, like, juniors in high school. Because Bulk and Skull are police officers in this episode. They're, like, security guards. You still have to be an adult to be a security guard. You have to be an adult to join a secret army with weapons of mass destruction, too. Doesn't stop Zordon. (laughs) Won't stop Ernie. It's like, so, I mean, the actors are about 25, 26. We looked that up. Mm-hmm. But, like, so are the Power Rangers, like, high school freshmen when we meet them? Are they? No, because they can drive. Billy well, has a magical car. Yeah, he has a magical car. But if you notice, he doesn't really drive it on the roads. That's true. He only drives it in space. Yeah. It's a Volkswagen bus with furnace or air conditioner on top. It's a Beetle <laughs> with HVAC piping. Yeah. <laughs> What? This was a bad television program, my love. I know. It was terrible. I loved it. And I also hated it. It's one of those things that you hate watch. And even as a child, I was like, this is fucking stupid. More. Give me more. I hate this. I need to watch more of it. So, 
Zordon does a bad job, full stop. Um, not just in these episodes, but I think in general as a mentor to superpower teenagers, not the best. Um, hey, this is the episode where Tommy and Kimberly finally kiss. Oh, yeah. I remember watching that on, on in like when I was a kid and like Loki kind of being into the fact that they <laughs> kissed. I'm like, fuck yeah. Remember when they introduced Tommy as the White Ranger and Kimberly just faints? No. Oh, that's earlier in the season. Like, hey, uh, Zordon, check your uh, child warriors. That <laughs> that one just had a fucking vasovagal syn- syncope. You might want to, like, get her to a doctor. I don't know. Like, a few episodes prior to this, or maybe like a half season prior to this, it's like, well, we need a sixth ranger again. I've recruited someone that is the only possible candidate for a sixth ranger, and it's Tommy again. And Kimberly just fucking falls over. She loves him. Their I love is eternal. Yes. Except they break up, like, at the end of the season. Yeah, because she moves By to mail. Paris or something. <laughs> she yeah. sends him a letter saying, hey, I met a guy on my on my sabbatical, um, bye. Yeah. And then Tommy I, starts dating the new Pink Ranger, because that's just what he does. I don't want to be a child warrior anymore, so then Zordon is like, ah, my fiercest warrior, I will get you a new bride. <laughs> this one's Australian. But also pink. You like them pink, right? Oh, God. Oh, there are some very upsetting implications. The more I talk about Power Rangers, the more I'm like, oh, my God. This show should not have been on the air. (laughs) Oh, man. So you want to watch more Power Rangers tonight? I want to watch that Power Rangers movie with you. I want to subject you to Ivan Ooze and some of the finest CGI you will ever see in your entire life. I am where it is the best instance of sky surfing ever filmed. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> All right. And it goes on for a long time. <laughs> All right. I think I think we recorded a Christmas special's worth of worth of uh nonsense tonight, my love. What do you think? Uh la 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 la. Ay 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 ay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, where can folks find you on the internet, my love? So, I have my own podcast with my friend Morgan, and it's called Chocolate Chips for Dinner. And you can find it anywhere podcasts are found. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Choco Chip Dinner. That's C H O C O C H I P D I N N E R. Um, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. We don't have a Facebook because neither of us like Facebook, but I did just sign up for something called Audrey. Oh, no, you can probably find us there too. Um, and you can download us at chocolate chips, the number four dinner dot buzzsprout.com. Fantastic. And of course you can find our show on Twitter and Instagram at Toku. We know you can find Quincy's other podcast rank and vile at rank and vile cast on Twitter at rank and vile on Instagram. Quincy will be back eventually. It's the holidays. He's got kids. It's a whole to do, but who's uh, Quincy? Uh, you know, he might be an imaginary podcast co-host I have. I haven't spoken to him in forever. Quincy, I love you. If you're listening to this, you're my best Quincy, friend. Quincy, come back. Kyle needs you. <laughs> I have to talk about Power Rangers so much when you don't when you aren't here. Just wait. We're going to watch Bye Bye Jupiter next. Quincy, come back. Oh, I've got Blood Type Blue. That's a Christmas movie about aliens. I'm going to make Morgan watch that one with you. I'm not doing any more of that. Uh, you get me for Power Rangers and only Power Rangers. Call me when there's more Power Rangers, Kyle. Will do. All right. Uh, with that, thank you for listening. And uh, 
everybody take care of each other. Thanks for listening to me and Toku and everyone we know. Our show comes out twice a month at tokuweknow.cast.rocks. And if I built this correctly, you can also find us on Google, iTunes, and anywhere else the pods are cast. Our intro music is Friendship Blast OK by Ryan Boyd. Make sure to check out Ryan and Quincy's other show, Rankin Vile, at rankinvile.podbean.com. It's a spooky show about scary movies. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye.